Hello everyone, welcome to the Chibi Anime Podcast, where I, Ryan, your host, someone who, just like you, is obsessed with all things anime, and I have been ever since I grew up with all the different series, such as Sailor Moon in the 90s and early 2000s, which we'll delve into this episode. Last time, we looked at the 80s and the 90s, and how they were too monumental decades for anime they really changed the face of anime and how we started to consume the medium how we started to perceive these stories thanks to distribution and enhanced dubbing techniques it really started to transform the media this will be the last episode of the series that kicked off the podcast the last of the history of anime series i hope you have enjoyed it and as always Do check out the past episodes if this is the first one you've come across. Take a look. Take a look at the first, the very early beginnings of anime. So we saw last time, we saw the release of some of the most iconic and influential anime series ever. And some of those continue today with some others such as Sailor Moon being reimagined with slightly altered art styles. It's at this point in time with the anime genre and medium that we start to see these series from the 80s and the 90s start to have their anniversaries. The Sailor Moon Museum is all about the 25th and the 30th anniversary of the series. The Pokemon anime and company as a whole is celebrating its 25th anniversary for a while. We see this throughout all the packaging, the marketing, the social media. We become engrossed and we become part of the anniversaries for these beloved series of anime. I think it's great that we get to see these anime series carry on for that long and see them carry on long enough that they're seeing 25, 30-year anniversaries and the series are still as loved now as they were 25, 30 years ago, if not more, because they have such a high sentimental value for us now. Whereas when they came out, they were fresh and new and exciting, but now they have a different place. I know for me personally, I have series that have a very special place in my heart and my childhood. It was the back end of 2022, only just starting 2023 now. You know, the Pokemon company has announced that Ash and Pikachu will no longer be the main characters in the anime. And that's a monumental change, I think, in not only the storyline, but I think that's a milestone and point of history for anime fans such as myself that have grown up with Pokemon and still love Pokemon and grew up watching from since it started in what 1997 I believe we we grew up with Ash and Pikachu and that was the story that we followed and now that's coming to an end with the last 11 episodes that they'll be making with that pair and I think it's interesting to see this development and this change as we start to progress into a different generation and a different storyline and I think it's not scary but I think it's interesting to see companies start to twist and develop new storylines, new progressions, new challenges for for new characters, for a new generation of people to get into anime and not only rely on beloved characters but make new ones as well. So 
we'll go by decades because we've only just hit the 2020s really we're only in 2023 now so 2000s and 2010s we saw the release of many series but series that became iconic and people love these series they are beloved by them so one for me personally and one that I could not get enough of in the time was Yu-Gi-Oh that was released in 2000 and this has been actually in the news recently with the creator unfortunately passing away so we start to see this creation of a series that's similar to Pokemon in some respects with monsters and the trading cards things like that but the series relied on more of a tech focus and a focus on playing cards there was on its creation the cards that were being sold in stores were originally going to be the exact same cards shown in the anime and due to different regulations around the world that had to be changed so we see full art cards in the anime which are very simplified and the ones in real life are quite intricate they're quite more of a Dungeons and Dragons style card, more traditional playing card kind of nerdy kind of style. But that series became a skyrocket success. It brought a lot of us into the ancient Egyptian kind of aesthetic, one that wasn't even a thing during anime at the time, or at least not one that I found and one that I'm not I'm not aware of. This idea of Yugi finding the Millennium Puzzle from his grandpa and Seto Kaiba, who, you know, had beef with this 10-year-old kid. You know, it it was a weird storyline to think of. And I can remember going to the cinema in Sheffield in the UK, going to see the movie. And that was the first time I've ever gone to see an anime movie, ever. And back then, it wasn't... I was a kid, I didn't know if it was anything special or anything really that groundbreaking now i know when i look back now anime movies don't really go to the cinemas in the uk unless you're in large cities like london and and larger cities so when i look back now that was quite a special moment to go and see a Yu-Gi-Oh anime movie in my local cinema 2000 also saw the release of inuyasha 2000 and saw had the release of bleach and 2006 saw the release of death note all of those series have such cult followings now, especially Inuyasha. You know, we see so much merch for that series. Death Note and Inuyasha and Bleach, all of these have a continuous rollover of new merchandise, new key arts and so much media that we can continue to enjoy and consume for series that we grew up with and that start to set a different tone for the anime industry. Each of these series starts to, we start to see Funko Pops and T-shirts, brands starting to really take these on board because they know the relationship that fans have with them. So I have a Yu-Gi-Oh! jumper from ASOS, a brand that carries a lot of anime clothing merchandise. And being 28 now, I think it's interesting to be able to buy this stuff and quite proudly wear a Yu-Gi-Oh! jumper from ASOS and not think anything else of it. Same with the Death Note. Death Note has a massive cult following and it's 
continuously raved about, especially certain scenes in the anime that are raved about from a director's point of view or a storytelling point of view. And I think that one from an aesthetic point of view for myself is super cool looking. I really like the idea of it. It's like the darker, more um, adult feeling. It's really weird. It's it's super interesting. If you haven't watched Yu-Gi-Oh! or Death Note or Bleach or Inuyasha, do check them out. They're really interesting series and ones that are definitely worth a watch again. And I rarely return to anime series because I always end up moving on to another one because my watch list is so long. But these ones are definitely worth a rewatch. They're so, so good. So moving on in time a little bit. So 2011 to 2022, we start to see release of hit after hit anime series. It's a bit like the industry started to go on overload and created so many series that are so, so popular today. So to begin with, we have Hunter x Hunter in 2011. This one is still going. It's an absolute smash. I personally have never actually watched Hunter x Hunter. It doesn't really appeal to me, but it's on my watch list. So bear with me on that one. But we've got Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in 2012. This one and its art style is so intricate looking and so aesthetically strong we know what anime typically looks like you know we have a very rough aesthetic for most series jojo's bizarre adventure really cranked it up a notch with the aesthetic it completely looks of a style of its own it's really so unique it's in 2013 that one of my very favourite anime series begins to take shape and is released Attack on Titan began in 2013. This series, as I'm sure some of you will have watched this series, it is a smash. It is a, an amazing series. I'm sure you'll anyone that you ask about Attack on Titan will probably say it's an amazing series, so that's not surprising to hear. But the series, with its really different storyline and perspectives and twists, so many twists, where you never really know what the characters will do, where they'll go, what they'll, their next actions are, who, who was going to die next. That seems to be quite common with this series, so don't get attached to any too quickly. This series, especially towards the latter end, where the series is starting to become more in parts one, two and three for the final season, it's becoming a phenomenon of its own. In 2016, My Hero Academia is also released. My Hero Academia is an anime series focused around superheroes and is more of a Eastern take on the success of Marvel and DC Comics and the kind of slightly cartoonish focus of the comics have and the western idea of the superhero has i didn't think i would actually like this anime series because of it i was a marvel fan quite a few years ago and that kind of fad started to fiddle away i wasn't it didn't stay for very long so i wasn't entirely sure on this series but 
it really hooks you from the get-go. It's really interesting. The characters are so larger than life. They each have their own personalities, their own quirks. You really become attached to some of these characters, either because of their quirk or how they are. Even the villains, they each had their own motivations or focuses or aims and goals. You get quite attached to some of the characters. It's really, really great. Bokugo is one of my favourites, even though he's very hot-tempered. Do give it a watch. It's on series six at the moment, and each series is available in multiple languages on Crunchyroll. Do go ahead, give it a watch. I wasn't sure it was going to be my thing, but it really... I was wrong. I was wrong about that series. So in 2019, we saw the release of one of the most popular anime series to date, which is Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is kind of known for having set a new bar for animation, especially with the last series being the Entertainment District arc. The fight scenes in that season were just incredible. The amount of detail in the slashes, in the explosions, in all of these actions was just breathtaking. It's so visually striking. Demon Slayer also has a movie series as well. So there's the Mugen Train arc, which they did release as a anime series later on after the film had been released and been out for a little while and the film was if not more breathtaking visually than the anime series. I won't say any spoilers just in case you haven't seen it but how Rengoku is portrayed and shown how they put so much effort into getting to know him and his background and how we see how he is and why he is how he is in the in the movie and the series is so detailed and it's so it really allows you to get inside their lives and their animated lives and follow on follow them on their journey that is being told and portrayed and all the ups and especially the downs i think that's one of the things i mentioned in the first episode of anime is just a cartoon when actually it is more emotional than a cartoon. You become so connected to these characters and so invested in their storylines and their challenges and their successes and failures that it becomes more than a cartoon. So skipping forward a little bit now. So we go to 2020 and to 2022. So 2020 saw the release of Jujutsu Kaisen, one of my absolute favourite anime series and one that I cannot wait for the new series for. It's more dark, demon-themed, sorcerer-themed. It is amazing. Jujutsu Kaisen, again, similar to Demon Slayer, has movie spin-offs with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, a film that, similar to Yu-Gi-Oh, I went to the cinema to see. It was the first anime film I've seen in the cinema as an adult, and the first one I've seen in the cinema after Yu-Gi-Oh! way back in the 2000s. An amazing experience. It's such a good film. The series has become so popular. The Funko Pops have just been released in the last month or so. 
the series is going from strength to strength and it's only on series two is released in january so it's so popular with only one season that comes down to the character building the world building and the animation itself with such crisp styles and character designs and goku's eyes that are so visually striking and strong we then have in 2022 we have spy family and blue lock being two of the biggest hitters for the winter anime season that's just passed or that we're just leaving i guess these were series that are very very different to each other and ones that are very different to the ones that we've just spoke about that are a bit more magic and demon kind of focuses spy family is more about a father figure wife figure and a child and a dog that have their own kind of things going on their own secrets their own tasks and priorities and it's so it's such a fun watch definitely watch it if it's not if it doesn't seem like your thing, just give it, give episode one a try. It's so calming. It's a great Sunday watch, is what I'm trying to say. It's so soothing to watch. It's just nice to step out of a busy anime series such as Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer and go into one that is so soothing. It's so relaxing to watch. And then we have Blue Lock, which is a sports football-themed anime with a slight twist where it focuses on the japan football team and these strikers who are kind of trapped in a sports facility and they have to compete against each other to become the best a series that i didn't think i would like at all because i'm not a very sporty person in that sense i'm not a football person at all but i was i was willing to give it a go and It's not my favourite, but I think it's such an interesting and different storyline that it's worth a watch anyway. It's nice and refreshing to try a different anime for that that reason, to try and give yourself a different storyline, to follow different characters, different types of characters, instead of a strong sorcerer, a strong demon. And I think that was important for me with this series to try at least a different style, because some of the ones... Some of the anime that I start to follow really follow a similar theme. So it's nice to always give yourself a new fresh anime to refresh your eyes, refresh your storytelling vibe, I guess. Give yourself a bit of a breather from Isekai and and similar anime. So as we've seen, I'm sure some of you will be fans of multiple anime from that list. And we start to see... Not only the face of anime and the industry of anime changing because of these series, but also the world around us starts to change with it and starts to adopt these series and the popularity that anime is having. So starting off with Demon Slayer, it was during its release and I assume it's carrying on. I'm not entirely sure whether how long the planes are running for, but Demon Slayer wrapped a Japan plane and commercial flight plane how their staff have themed uniforms themed foods the seats are themed in demon slayer and the thought of an anime series being wrapped on a commercial plane is just mental to me that is just so next level stuff that is wild to me but that i think just 
show results, the anime is becoming so popular and is becoming the medium that people are consuming more and more and more because of how these series are adapting and changing and becoming so successful at storytelling and world building more than what more traditional types of media can be. We only have to look at One Piece from it's starting to it hitting over a thousand episodes now and the success of one piece film red and how that movie as part of the marketing campaign took over major cities such as london and new york times square and an anime series took over new york times square all of the screens were themed for one piece red if the kid in me saw that now that would just blow his mind i think I wouldn't know what to do with myself. It's wild that we are seeing these, what felt like a really niche medium back in the 90s and 2000s, when not many other kids I could find were into this stuff. It's now taking over New York and London, and it's on the face of every iconic building as part of a marketing campaign for one movie. We then pair that with collaborations left, right and centre with companies such as Vans, Lush, Casetify, Monopoly and designers such as Dolce & Gabbana having collaborations with Jujutsu Kaisen, Sailor Moon, One Piece and many many more. The list is so long for the collaborations that are already out or to be released. So many companies are falling over themselves to become partners with these anime creators and to have their anime characters on their merchandise. It's become almost a gold mine to have these collaborations and that is only helped because of the popularity of Crunchyroll and Netflix, these distributors who are able to share these stories and these series worldwide at the same time instantly. There's no no waiting anymore. There's no looking on YouTube for part one, two and three of an episode. It's all just there. Netflix released that they have the rights for the Black Clover movie. So Netflix know how much anime is having in it effect on pop culture cyberpunk the animated series the anime series actually became a smash hit and that brought so many anime watchers back over to netflix for this one series and i think netflix have seen how popular that is and have acquired the black clover movie knowing that the black clover series is love it's been going for quite a while and know that fans will flock to netflix to watch this movie on the same tone we have disney an animation powerhouse acquiring the distribution rights for Tokyo Revengers and other series. I think that is a pivotal moment for anime and Disney have helped the distribution of anime in the past but not quite like this. I think this is a moment in time where we start to see anime being shown to other types of fans so disney fans who may not have even entertained anime before or not really been bothered about it start to see the advertisements and the banners on disney plus tokyo revengers and more to bring in new new customers essentially new viewers new watchers new fans to beloved series and new series so they start off with the new styles, the high quality storylines and animation styles and CGI. When we look at CGI and these animation techniques, these series setting new heights 
for animation and the use of these techniques, the length of the seasons may be shorter, but the quality is significantly higher than what it was thanks to new innovations and techniques. For example, Chainsaw Man, having only 12 episodes, but each episode is jam-packed with amazing animation, CGI usage, and storylines that are just so full and you are left needing the next episode not specifically wanting it but needing the next episode you need to know what happens next unless you read the manga then you'd know so the world around us is starting to change to reflect this popularity in anime and retail stores such as waterstones hmv food supermarkets and really any other retailer is creating sections specifically for anime merchandise and products because they're aware of this rise in popularity and they know how dedicated the fan base is. It's interesting to see how the stores are adapting to the medium and how they're moving these items that were once at the back of the stores because maybe they weren't so popular or they didn't push them because it didn't seem that it was worth the move to the premium sides of the shop to being in the store windows at till points and at every high-earning area of the shop because they know the revenue that could come from this. And anime is changing the high streets and retailers, and I always feel so excited and almost emotional when I think about how much there is for fans today and how much I would have loved it to be like this during the 90s as a kid. Seeing anime take over New York and seeing all these milestones and collaborations with major brands is amazing it's so nice to see it develop i think with key players such as disney and netflix acquiring the right for distribution can only mean we will continue to see a rise in popularity in anime and the growth of the community people who may have not watched anime before but our disney fans will now see the banners and the platform that we've mentioned and all these doorways will start to open to the medium instead of it being purely or solely Crunchyroll. Tokyo opening its international doors only enhances this, with Universal Studios Japan opening more and more anime-themed rides to coincide with season releases, meaning that fans are not only able to see the stuff online like on Instagram and TikTok, but they are also able to travel over and deep dive into the world of their favourite series. My TikTok and Instagram is full of people exploring the merchandise at USJ, And it looks incredible. So many themed bits of merchandise that you won't won't be able to buy anywhere else. The popcorn buckets alone, can I just say, look insane. They're star-shaped for Super Mario World. And there's a Nezuko in her box themed one for Demon Slayer Ride. There's an Attack on Titan one too, which I believe is Levi themed. So all these hit series are having these one-off specific special locale themed merchandise and let me tell you i would pay anything for those tubs even if they're not filled with popcorn forever i just they need to be on my bookcase with my stuff they look so so good and they're quite large as well they look quite a good size but anyway check them out online search anime popcorn buckets and you'll find them there they're so good so what can we look forward to for the new season of 2023 so We see the return of quite a lot of key big hitting anime series. So we have Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Demon Slayer Season 3 and Attack on Titan The Final Season Part 3 releasing in January alone. So three enormous series all returning this season, this month in January. And I think this will be a theme where we start to see beloved series return again and again. It's just, it's so exciting to see this return of series. There's 
always something to deep dive into with anime and it seems with with new new moves by businesses i think we'll only experience that even more so our our addictions can can be well fed so what else do you think we will see during the next few years for anime let me know find me on instagram and let me know i for one feel very excited we only have to look at the jam-packed month of january like i've just said to see how much is being produced by studios in Japan and the level of production nowadays to get a glimpse of what our community is in for for the years to come. Join me in the next episode where I'll explore my all-time favourite anime series, Sailor Moon, a whole episode dedicated to how the anime got its start and how here in the West we almost got an entirely different version of Sailor Moon and one that wasn't even anime, and was instead a live action series. If you've liked this episode, then please do leave a like and a review. It really does help the show, and only takes a few seconds or two to do. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. If you search Chibiweep Anime, you'll find me. And why not check out my anime Etsy shop, where I sell a bunch of anime merch with worldwide shipping from here in Ireland. Thank you ever so much for being here with me. It's been a longer episode, and hopefully you enjoyed it. See you next time. Goodbye.